today uh, we are going to be in, for the most part, um, Exodus. Exodus chapter 15. Um, you know, like I said, I'm so excited about this stuff. I always get excited about it because it's, it's so funny because a lot of times, um, you know, like I said, when God's given this to me, he's given it to me and to me, for me, and I'm in it. And then I hear it two or three times. And then when, I, when, when God is sharing it with impact, I hear it again. And, and so I get this stuff three or four times. I would encourage you to, to, to not just go back and listen to this stuff, but digest it and then teach it to somebody in your circle, man. Uh, go through it in your family and with, and with your friends and, and, and just see the different impact from hearing and hearing and hearing and then teaching it. So we're all kind of in this and going through it um, kind of all together. So uh, let's see, Exodus 15, um, we want to start at, at uh, 22. Uh, just so people know, I'm reading from the uh, New Living Translation, uh, NLT. Hey, Perrin, good morning. I see, I see the message here. Here we go. Uh, 22. 1522. Uh, and I'm going to just read uh, from 22 uh, and then, and then, and then uh, to, to about 23. Here we go. Then Moses led the people of Israel away from the Red Sea uh, and they moved out into the desert of Shur. Here we go. They traveled in this desert, watch this, for three days without finding any water. When they came to the oasis of Mara, the water was too busy, uh, too bitter, excuse me, to drink. So they called the place Mara, which means bitter. Here we go. What we're talking about this morning, uh, the, the, the subject is uh, now what? Okay? The subject this morning is now what? All right, let's pray. Dear God, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much for this day. We thank you so much for your word. Let your word be illuminated in our, in our hearts and in our minds, Lord God. We pray to Heavenly Father that uh, we see this, Lord God, through your eyes, through the spiritual eyes to Heavenly Father, and we digest this, Lord God, and we apply this, Lord God, to our lives, and we teach this to others uh, that it may have an impact on them and an impact on us as well. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. So what we're talking about this morning is, is now, now what? Um, uh, and if you're taking notes, you can write that down. You can say, now what? So Exodus 15, 22, to, uh, 22 through 23. Uh, now what? So when we pick up in this story and when we see with the children of Israel, we've got to understand where they are right now in this moment because it has everything to do with what they say and what God does next, right? So watch this. Um, um, here's where they are. If you go back to Exodus 14, uh, uh, 30 and 31, this is right on the heels of being freshly delivered from Egypt, right? Remember, slaves in Egypt, Oh, I mean, it, it oppressed in Egypt. All these bad things happened in what? In Egypt. And they're praying and praying and praying and been praying for years and years and years and been praying for generations and generations to be delivered. Watch this from Egypt, right? And now here it is, the moment where God did it. Now watch this. He not only did it, but he did it in a miraculous way. Remember all the plagues and stuff like that. Then they finally leave. Then they get to the point where they're at the Red Sea. Watch this. And then they're like, well, what are we going to do now? They started complaining back then. They said, what are we going to do now now we're at the Red Sea? Uh, Exodus 14.30, we, we see that, 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 that God then uh, tell Moses, listen, do this. I'll part the Red Sea. He parts the Red Sea. They walk through. So we're at this moment right now in their history where they're at a, a jubilant moment, where they're rejoicing, where they were happy. We are fresh off of deliverance. Watch this. 14.30 says, this is how the Lord rescued Israel. It just talked about what he just did, right, uh, from the hand of the Egyptians that day. The Israel, uh, Israelites saw the bodies of the Egyptians washed up on the seashore. They saw God deliver them in a miraculous way and saw literally their enemies being defeated. Watch, watch this. He says, when the people of Israel saw the mighty power that God had unleashed against the Egyptians, here we go, they were filled with awe before him. 
They put their faith in the Lord and in his servant Moses. So now we're at the point, listen, where we've got great celebration. We were just delivered from years and years and years of oppression. And, and not only did God deliver us, but he delivered us for it in a miraculous way. This is where they are now, rejoicing, singing. If you go to verse, uh, verse 1 in chapter 15, you see Moses is leading the people in song. Then Miriam, she starts singing and she grabs a tambourine. Everybody's happy. Everybody is, is, is rejoicing because God did this great thing, right? Now I want to move, watch this, to, 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 to verse uh, 22, where we just read, 1522. It says, but then Moses led the people of Israel away from the Red Sea. Listen to this. Point number one is the fact that but now it is time to move ahead. But now, listen, yes, God did a great miracle. And yes, God delivered them. But now, sometimes we need to tell ourselves, but now it is time for me to what? To move ahead. And you can speak that to yourself. We have to understand that in this journey from one place to the next, right? And God has, and listen, for some of us, God has already called us from somewhere and we may not just have moved forward or he's calling us to something and we haven't moved forward. But anytime that you take that step, and for some of us, we're in the middle of that right now, that watch this, we are constantly in a state of moving ahead moments, okay? That just sitting idly by, that's right, Ma, time to move, Eugenia, you got it. Listen, listen, that we are constantly in a time where we are moving ahead, where it is time to move forward, where sitting still and being idle is just not what God has for us and not just, uh, 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 and not, not just what God has for us. It is necessarily, it is, it, it is in direct obedience, disobedience to what God is calling you to do. That, that, that once he has delivered from, he is taking you to. That there is no delivering from just to be delivered from and to sit idle. It is taking from something and moving ahead. That's right, parent, moving ahead moments. And we are constantly faced with moving ahead moments. And here's what moving ahead means. Watch this. It means that God has more than just deliverance in store for me, okay? God has more than just taking me out of a bad situation. God has more than just delivering me from debt or more than just changing a situation with relationship dynamics, a job or whatever like that. Like God has had more in store. It was never just about taking uh, Israel from Egypt. It was about taking them from Egypt to put them somewhere else, to take them to somewhere else. And so God's not just here just to deliver you and, and part the Red Sea and do this great miracle, close it up and see the enemies defeated for you to sit on the other side and stay idle and just sing and dance. That even after this great miracle, it said Moses then had to what move them from the Red Sea. And now it is time to move. And you may be in your move ahead moment where it is now time for you to, yes, you celebrated what happened, build your memorial and never forget what God did for you, but never sit idle just because he did something. Never sit idle just because he did something. Watch this. God has more than just deliverance in store for me. He has a place for me. It was never just about delivering Israel from Egypt. It was about taking to them to the land that he promised them years ago. Now he had, now in order to get them to that place, he had to deliver them. Sometimes your deliverance and you're being set free and you're moving from one place to the next is more about where God is trying to take you to than where God has brought you from. Okay. Listen, my two is more important than my from. Okay. And I can't just sit here and, and, and wallow in my from, you know, or celebrate where I've come from and get unfocused about where he's taking me to. It is not his desire for you to sit there idle uh, and, and, and even, even uh, uh, celebrating past victories. You know, it's so funny because, um, um, uh, you know, I was thinking about <laughs> while the Holy Spirit was revealing this to me, I was literally thinking about that show, um, that sitcom, um, uh, Married with Children right? With Al Bundy. 
and 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 here you got Al Bundy, right? And, and married with children, an adult, and all he talked about regarding his glory years was his high school time playing football at Polk High, right? He always talked about how he scored this touchdown and did that and did this, but here he is middle-aged man, married with children, a shoe salesman, and the only thing he's talking about was the glory years back then. And God doesn't want that for us. He doesn't want you sitting there talking about the glory years of back then. Yes, that happened and that was great, but he's taking you from, watch this, to move you ahead. God will free you, but it's to free you to fulfill something else, okay? Praise God for the freedom, but let's understand that God's not done with just that. He did that to get you from somewhere, and now it is time to move. And so again, our point number one is that now it is time to move ahead. And I don't care if it's every morning. I don't care if it's moment by moment. I don't care if it's every afternoon. I don't care if it's before you go to bed. Sometimes you need to speak to yourself and remind yourself that, listen, but now, yes, God did that. But now it is time to move ahead. Okay, now let's move to Exodus uh, 15, 23. Let's keep on reading this story. We'll get to our next point. Watch this. He says, uh, when they came to the oasis of Marah, the water was too bitter to drink, so they called this place Marah, watch this, which means bitter. Here's point number two. Okay, point number one was, but now it's time. Yes, God did that, but now it's time to move forward. Point number two is just because you move forward and just because you are on the right path, it doesn't mean you won't face obstacles, challenges, that you won't have needs, and that you may not face hard times. Watch this. Time to move forward means that there may be some new challenges ahead. That, yeah, they're not facing slavery, but now they're facing days and days and days with no water. And now that we get to water, it, 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 now that we get to the water, the water is too bitter to drink. There's a different set of struggles. But that doesn't mean you're not on the right path. So many times we think that we're on the wrong path or that maybe I'm not following God's will or that uh, maybe I'm doing something wrong. Maybe I'm living in sin. Maybe I should turn around and go back. Maybe I shouldn't have left in the first place. No, 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 no. It doesn't mean you're on the wrong path. There will always be needs. There will always be challenges. There will always be these struggles. I see you, Ma, you, it is true. And, and, and listen, and just because we face those does not mean that we're on the wrong path. Listen, he delivered them from slavery, but the path to the promised land was where they had no water, but then they finally found it and it was bitter. That's just the path he took them on, okay? It doesn't mean that they took the wrong way. It doesn't mean that they did something wrong. It literally just means that that's the way that God decided to take them when he decided to deliver them out of Egypt. And so sometimes we got to learn to let yourself off the hook, that you don't have to second guess every single thing. You don't have to wonder or worry if I'm doing things right. That it, that it, listen, if, you're, if you are hearing from God and God has delivered you and God has taken you towards something, just because there is a struggle or just because there's a new set of needs or just because there's a new set of obstacles, it doesn't mean that you are on the wrong path. Point number one was that, yes, God did that miracle at the Red Sea, but Moses still had to move them forward. And so it is now, it is still time to move forward. Point number two is the fact that just because you're on the right path doesn't mean wrong things won't happen or bad things won't happen or you won't face obstacles, challenges, or needs. That happens, listen, listen y'all, sometimes needs and challenges come up on the right path. Okay, the right path ain't always easy. Sometimes on the right path, going the right way, he'll still, uh, there'll still be these challenges uh, uh, on the path. Now, here we go. Exodus 15, 25. Let's continue reading the story. Let's, let's, let's go to 24. Here we go. Then the people complained and turned against Moses, which has happened before. Uh, 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 watch this. What are we going to drink? They demanded. 
uh, uh, let's stop right there. Uh, and so they, 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 they complained and, and turned against Moses. We'll get into the complaints, maybe in, a, in, a, in a complaining and stuff like that in a different lesson. But what's, what's interesting right here is that, yeah, they were complaining, but let's not forget that they were also human, watch this, and that that was a legitimate need. Remember, we talked about in our series about we speak from faith, we speak from uh, the word, and we speak from authority. We talked about the fact that our faith and that our belief and that the word of God and that authority does not necessarily mean, does not, not, not even not necessarily, it necessarily means, it definitely means that we don't deny the facts, we just choose to speak from and walk by faith. That's all that means. And so, yes, of course they were worried. Of course they didn't understand what was going on. It's been this long and we haven't had water, now the water is bitter. There's nothing about your path that you have to deny or not look at the facts. The question is, once you see these facts and once you're confronted with this stuff, what are you gonna stand on? Are we gonna stand on the fact that it's been three days and it's not bitter? Or are we gonna stand on the fact that, that we know we serve a God who's a provider? Come on, y'all. Okay, here we go. Verse 25. So Moses cried out to the Lord for help. That's what he, that's what he should have done, right? Instead of complaining, for help. And the Lord showed him a piece of wood. Moses threw it in the water, and this made the water good to drink. Now watch this. Point number three is that God is more than able, come on, y'all, to provide for every need and every fight and every challenge that is in the path that he is taking me. Come on, listen, that whatever I face and that whatever's on this path that God has taken me, whatever forward looks like, whatever new is in, in, in the way, whatever I'm coming from and going to, Everything in between, watch this, everything in between where I'm from and everything in between where he's taking me to, where he's brought me from and where he's taking me to. Everything in between that space, he can provide for, he can fight against, and he will be right by your side through every single one of those challenges. Watch this, God provided exactly what they needed, and here's the miracle, y'all. Here's what we need to get excited about. Watch this, God provided every single thing that they needed without having to change anything about where they were, okay? Watch this. God didn't have to bring in another leader. God didn't have to all of a sudden, like, like change and, 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 and turn the earth around and all of a sudden make a river there. No, no, no. He used what was already there. Watch this. He used the water that was already there. That water didn't change, and all of a sudden there was a new spring that came up, and all of a sudden there was a river that ran through the middle of, of that wilderness. No, no, no. He used the water that was already there, uh, even though it was bitter. Even though the water, I hear you, Ma, even though the water was already was, was bitter anyway, and already bitter, and it was already like that, he still used that water, even though it was bitter. Watch this. He used the person that was there. He used Moses, even though the people complained against Moses. Listen, it doesn't matter what's in your circumstance. It doesn't matter what the water looks like, the water in your path, the more the water and whatever that looks like for you, that bitterness, that bitter water, whatever it is facing you right now, God doesn't necessarily have to change that in order to use that same thing. Watch this, that in the natural is not usable. He can change that thing to make it use, usable uh, uh, for you. And so he didn't change the water. The water was bitter. He, he, he performed a miracle there. Watch this. He, and then he used the same person that was there, even though people complained about it. It doesn't matter what anyone says about you. It doesn't matter whether anyone believes in you. It doesn't even matter. The people that Moses had to lead half the time didn't even believe in him. Watch this. And it doesn't matter because God believed in him. And so it doesn't matter how anyone else sees you. It doesn't matter what anyone says about you. It doesn't matter what anyone else assesses about your 
powers and your strength and your weaknesses and whether you can or whether you can't and what this is and what that is. Anyone else's assessment does not matter at all. God didn't change Moses. He used the person that was right there. He used Moses and God can use you. Okay. He doesn't have to change you. And listen, he didn't even change anything about Moses. He may not even have to change anything about you that God can still use you. Amen. So he used the water that was there. He used the person that was there. He even used a piece of wood that was there ever since it's been there. For all we know, it could have been a part of a tree. Uh, some translations actually say, you know, use the tree, but it could have been like a tree stump or a long branch that fell off. Um, you may have to dig in a little scholar to figure out exactly what it was, but in this translation it says a piece of wood, but most people know it came, that piece of wood either fell off as a big branch or something from a tree. But the point is, is that that's been there since, it's been there since we know it's been there. It's been there forever and he still used what's there. So let's watch this. God does not have to add anything additional come on, to your situation in order to work things out for your good. You can stop waiting around and looking for some new job to come or for some new this to come or for some different that to come. He'll do it in that way if that's what he's trying to do. But we need to be encouraged that God can take everything that's in your atmosphere right now, watch this, and use it, stuff that's already there, to turn everything in your situation around. That's what we call a miracle. Amen. Watch this. The fact that he could take water that was bitter and he can take a tree, uh, just a branch from a tree, a piece of wood and have Moses throw it in there. And then all of a sudden the water is fresh. That's a miracle. Okay. And only God can be created, can, can be, can be um, accredited with that. And so God can take what's happening right now in your life without changing anything and just insert his miracle working power and then change everything about it without adding anything new to your situation. And so sometimes it's not about adding anything new. It's about doing something or letting God use what's already in that situation. We got to learn how to let God use what is already in our possession. Now that's a miracle. Listen, walking on the water, that's a miracle. When Jesus turned the water into wine, that is a miracle, okay? And so sometimes we say we want to see a miracle, but we think these miracles means that something new's got to come into the situation. The Bible says that, that, that God has already given us everything pertaining to life and godliness. And the moment I'm content and understand that anything God needs to work in my life, he has already put it in here. And if something new's got to come in, he'll bring something new or he'll work with whatever is already there. So that's point number three. God is more than able to provide for every need and every fight and every challenge is in the way that he's instructed us to go. So I don't need to find a new way. I don't even need anything new in this situation. God's going to use everything that's already right here. Here we go. Point number four. Let's keep reading. Uh, Exodus 15. So now we want to move to uh, the 27. Let's jump to 27. We're going to go back to 26 uh, in the next point. But here's, no, here's, here's point number four. Uh, 15, 27. After leaving Mara, the Israelites traveled on. Come on, tell yourself, travel on. He just performed this miracle. Remember, we talked about the Red Sea? It was time to go. He just turned the bitter water uh, into, into fresh water, and then what happened? They traveled on to the oasis of Elam, where they found 12 springs, uh, 70 palm trees, and camped there beside the water. So watch this. They had to move on. So, 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 so here we go. Here's what we learned in this point, that they still moved on. I mean, they moved from the, the Red Sea, big miracle. They moved on to tomorrow. A big miracle turned the uh, bitter water into fresh, and they did what? They moved on. That kind of goes back to the first point, that there's always a move on. There's always a consistent move forward, nothing idle, when we're moving from where God has taken us to somewhere else. But here's the point about this one. Point number four, right now, okay, Mara, where I am right now, is temporary. 
Okay, <laughs> that the same way there was a move from, from Egypt to the Red Sea, and then there was a move from one end of the Red Sea to the next, and then there was a move from the Red Sea to Mara, and then there was a move from Mara to the oasis of Elam, that there is a moving forward that makes right now, and all of right now's fights, all of right now's needs, all of right now's challenges, all of right now's obstacles, it makes it all what? Temporary that it is not forever. Watch this. It ain't forever as long as I move. As long as I move, okay? Listen, he took them from Egypt. They had to move. He split the Red Sea. They had to walk. He closed the Red Sea. He says, then Moses led them what? To Mara. They had to move. That right now is temporary as long as I am what? Constantly in this place of, of, of what did we say before? Of, 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 of now is time to move ahead, of my move ahead moments, that I have to understand that it's time to move ahead, which makes right now what? Temporary. They left Mara at some point. You are not in this point in life forever. You are constantly in this move ahead moment. And when the moment is right, it is now time to what? Move ahead. Don't make the mistake. And I really don't want to say this because it sounds so preachy and cliche, but I got to do it. Watch this. Don't mistake what God is bringing you through with what God is bringing you to, okay? Listen, I know, cliche, I don't do those, but I had to this time. Don't mistake that the place that God is bringing you through with the place where God is bringing you to, that God has a destination for you. The present right now is not, is not uh, uh, the destination. Watch this. This is just the path, not the destination, you may need to write that down and remind yourself the same way you got to remind yourself, but now it is time to move ahead, that this is only going to be temporary. You may need to remind yourself from time to time that this is just my path. It is not my destination, that I'm not meant to be permanently here. And watch this. I will not be permanently here. I will keep mindful of my move ahead moments and understand that I'm supposed to move ahead and move forward and keep on pressing ahead. Right. And so if right now, watch this, this is where we get into the complaining. But if right now is not where I'm going or not my destination, watch this, then I'm not going to get bent out of shape about what right now looks like, okay? Because listen, listen, you can change the water and make sure it's not bitter, or you can change the water and, you can, and, and it can stay bitter. Because who knows whether the water went back to bitter once they left? I don't know. Bible don't talk about that. But the whole point is the fact that we, can, we don't have to mistake uh, uh, right now or mistake our path with the destination. God is just bringing me through this. This is not where he's leaving me. This is not where he's telling me to stay. And so I don't have to get bent out of shape about it because watch this, right now can change whether it's God changed the situation that we saw with Mar, the, the bit of water, or he can change the location moving me ahead. So I'm not going to get bent out of shape about what right now looks like. Why? Because right now is not my destination. This is not my final destination. I, I said this is my last time I'm going to say this. I will not... I will not mistake what God is bringing me to with what God is bringing me through. That's right, Jason. I see you. New day filled with new opportunities. My brother texts me that every single morning. He said, hey, it's a new day with new opportunities. There's always that move ahead moment. So that's point number four. Here we go. Point number one. I, listen, I believe that when we teach and when we speak and when we learn, we repeat these things. And so it gets down in our spirits. Point number one was what? Uh, 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 that, that we are constantly in move ahead moments. But now is the time to move ahead. That's point number one. Point number two was just because we're on the right path doesn't mean we won't face new obstacles, new challenges, and have new needs. So just because you face challenges and obstacles doesn't mean you're not on the right path. Here we go. Point number three was God is more than able to provide for every need and every fight, every challenge, 
on the path. He is more than able to take care of all that stuff. He knows where he's taking me and he knows the path. He can handle it. Point number four was what? Right now is temporary. So there's no need to get bent out of shape about what, what right now looks like because soon I'll be leaving Mara and I'll be going what? To Elam. Here we go. Point number five. Uh, 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 this is kind of from the same uh, scripture. Watch this. Uh, point number five. Just because this place was called bitter or they called it bitter because of the water doesn't mean it will be bitter for me. Okay? Watch this. Just because it was labeled bitter for someone else and just because it was labeled uh, uh, Mara and the water is bitter doesn't mean it will be that for me. You may call this place bitter, but I will call this a place of provision. Watch this. You may call this place not enough, but I will call this place a place of miracles because it's not based on what I physically see. It's based on what God does for me here. I'm not going to call this place bitter simply because the water here is bitter, but yes, the water here is bitter. I, I see you, Bob. Yes, the water is bitter, but God can change that. And so as opposed to calling this place a place of bitterness, for you, it may be a place of loneliness. It may be a place of, of lack or a place where I need things. Don't call this season in your life based on what the physical circumstances call it. Call, uh, we'll say it is. Call this, this place in, in your life based on what the Spirit says. Watch this. Listen, we have the power, we say, to speak through faith, to speak, the, speak our faith, to speak the word, and to speak from authority. You can rename this place. Do not call it a place. Remember when Naomi, her name meant, meant, uh, meant sweet, and she renamed, she renamed herself Mar. She renamed herself Mar, bitterness, because of what she was going through in the time. Do not rename your place. I mean, don't name your place based on the situation. Rename your place. Call it as you see it in the spirit. The earth said bitter about Mar, but in the spirit, we say it's a place of provision. The earth says impossible, but in the spirit, I call it a place of light work for God. That just changing some water. Listen, God just split the Red Sea for a whole nation of people to walk through and then closed it in time to kill Pharaoh and them. So turning bitter water into sweet water is light work. And so I will not call it based on what I see. I will not call it based on the current situation. That's right. You can rename your situation. That's right, Ma. I will rename this situation to not lack. I will, I will rename it to provision. I will rename it from loneliness to a place of preparation or a place of, 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 of even small but the correct relationships. Because sometimes you can be, you may, you you can have a, a billion people around you and still feel lonely, and you can have a billion people around you, but they're not the right people around you. And so I will call this, I will change it and rename it to what I call in the spirit. Let me, let me, let me go to uh, Isaiah 42 real quick. Real quick. You don't have to turn there, but I'm going to tell you where we are. Isaiah 42, 15 through 17. Here we go. Uh, I just want to show you what God said to his people through Isaiah, because God does stuff like this. 42, 15. Uh, I'm going to read 15 through 17. This is what he said. Uh, uh, here we go. He says, I will level the mountains and heal. Okay, this is God saying, I will change the way this looks. I will change everything about this. Watch this. I will level the mountains and hills. I will blight all their greenery. Watch this. I will turn the rivers into dry land and will dry up all the pools. This is God saying, I will literally take what is seen and what you see as natural, and I will change all of it. Watch this. He says, I will lead the blind Israel down a new path. Watch this. It is funny. He calls them blind. I will lead the blind not through a familiar place because it's easy for even blind people to navigate through a place that they're familiar with. But he says, I will lead the blind down a new path guiding them along, watch this, an unfamiliar way. This is God saying, I don't even need you to be able to see where you're going. I don't even need you to be familiar with anything. You can be blind to it, and I'm going to lead you down a path that you're not even familiar with, even though you can't see. 
I will lead you that way. Watch this. He says, I will brighten the darkness before them. Watch this. And smooth out the road ahead of them. This is, this is where we get that, that thing that he will make a crooked road straight. That I will smooth out the road in front of them. Yes, I will indeed do these things. I will not forsake them. But those who trust in idols who say you are gods will be turned uh, away in shame. God is saying that I will literally change every and anything around you and lead you down unfamiliar paths, even those who cannot see once you put your trust in me. I should have stopped moments ago with this, but this is so good, we can't stop. That's all I need to hear. I don't even need to be able to see where I'm headed. And, and, and even those who can't see can navigate around a, a familiar room. If, if I cut all the lights off in this living room because I've been here for a while, I can tell when I'm entering into the kitchen and so I'm kind of familiar with where the refrigerator is. I know where the window is. I know where the trash can is used at. So, so even if I can't see, I can navigate my way around. God is saying that I will navigate you in unfamiliar places in a new way, even though you cannot see. Come on, y'all. And so rename this thing. I don't need to rename. I don't need to call this place Mara. I'm going to rename it that even though it's bitter, I'm renaming it to blessing and to provision. I'm renaming this to a place of miracle because I've seen God work a miracle here. And so when you're going through these situations throughout this week and you're going through stuff that comes up in your way and you're on this right path, do not call this place what, what, what it looks naturally. You call it what it is in the spirit. I see you see it. That's right. Light work. Yes. Here we go. Uh, so rename that place. Point number six. Point number six. And as a matter of fact, as a, as a matter of fact, what we might end up doing, um, uh, I don't know if it'll be next week or maybe we'll do it uh, once we finish James. I want to go throughout the Bible and we want to look at all these different instances where, where, where places were named and renamed based on what God did. And we're going to start renaming some places in our life, y'all. Some places that we look back, watch this, places where we look back and all we saw was hurt and all we saw was rejection and all we saw was betrayal. Watch, God is even going to start retraining us to rename those places. And say, Rick, when you look back at that, don't you call that the place of betrayal? Don't you call it the place of this? Don't you call it the place? You call it the place where I did this. And that's when we're going to start renaming some stuff, y'all. And it's going to change. Oh, it's going to, by doing that, it's going to change the way we look at everything coming forward. We're going to start renaming these things in our lives, y'all. Here we go. Point number six. Let's go back to Exodus 15. We're going to go back a verse to verse 26. And this is so important, y'all. Watch this. So important as we close out. Uh, he, says, he says this. He says, uh, 26. Uh, well, actually, uh, let's go back to uh, half verse back. I will go back to 25. He says, so Moses cried out to the Lord uh, for help. Moses cried out to the Lord for help, and the Lord showed him a piece of wood. Moses threw it into the water uh, and made the water good to drink. Uh, it was there at Marah that the Lord set before them the following decree as a standard to test their faithfulness to him. Watch this, verse 26. He said, if you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God, and do what is right in his sight, obeying his commands and keeping all his decrees, then I will not make you suffer any of the diseases uh, that I sent on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. This is so important, y'all. Watch this. He sets this thing up for them. And here's what he's saying. Here's what we need to do. That we need to commit to hearing and obeying, watch this, before we even hear and are faced with a choice to obey what he says, okay? Watch this, let's break it down a little further. I need to make an, a commitment that I will obey, that I will hear the voice of the Lord and that I will obey what he says, watch this, even before he speaks a command. He hasn't given out any commands yet, but what he is saying is y'all need to listen and y'all need to hear what I say. And if you do that, you will not face what the Egyptians face. 
that, that, that listen, that this next step, that as God has taken us from here to there, from this to that, as we're moving in this in-between space, that it is imperative that we make up in our minds. Didn't we talk about that? Uh, uh, oh, we talked about in, in James, in our, in our Bible study about James. It is very important that we make up in our minds that there's no turn, that, that, that there's no wavering in us, that my commitment is to hear and obey even before God instructs me on anything. That I've already made my decision that no matter what he says, no matter where he leads me, no matter what he tells me to do, watch this, that I am going to hear it and I'm going to obey it. And that's going to be so important. Watch this. That's why right, I'm not turning back. In this in-between space, from here to there, because it, watch, if he's leading us down a way, like we read in Isaiah, that even the blind, I will lead the blind down paths that are unfamiliar. If that's the journey we're taking, then I've got to be able to say, if I'm going to be led down unfamiliar paths that I've never been before, and God is leading the blind that way, that I need to make up, that I'm just going to have to trust, I'm going to have to hear, and I'm going to have to obey. Okay, before he tells, I can't be walking down unfamiliar paths and he's leading me and I'm blind to this and I don't know where to go. And then he says something, then all of a sudden I got to stand there and make it a lot. Am I going to do it? Am I not going to do it? Am I going to obey? No, he says, he said, this is what he says. He says, if you will listen carefully uh, to the voice of the Lord and do what is right in his sight, okay, we got to already make that decision up. Listen, he is saying that going forward, for you to get to where you need to go, you need to do what? You need to listen and do the words that God speaks directly to you. I'm talking about in your prayer time. I'm talking about in your quiet time. That there's a, there is an instruction. There is direction. Uh, 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 there are these urges. There's these unctions that we've got to be quiet enough to hear where the Spirit is leading us, okay? And watch this. And do what is right in His sight. I think it was the book of James that said, listen, to know to do something that's right and not to do it to him is a sin. And so do what we know is right in his sight to quiet ourselves, to listen, to be able to hear, to put out, it's about positioning too, to put ourselves in position, to be able to hear directly what God is telling us to do. He says, you have to do that and you've got to do what's right in his sight. Then he says, and obey and keep my commands. We're talking about the written word of God, the things that we can look into and the things that we can see and say, this is what God wants me to do and to obey that stuff. He said, if we walk in that, watch this, is that you won't even have the folly of those Egyptians. Meaning it is possible for you to walk into that same folly that I just that, that I that I delivered you from that your enemies had to face. Y'all, that's point number six. We need to hear and we need to commit to hearing and obeying before we hear and are faced with the decisions to have to obey. Can I just trust you enough, God, to say, whatever you tell me to do, I'm gonna do it. Before, watch this, before I hear and have and, and, and even face with obedience. Because remember, in 26, so he just does this miracle. 27, we see that they left Mara, and then they traveled to an oasis, uh, uh, Elam, where they found 12 springs and 70 palm trees, and they camped there beside the water. So now he takes them to a new place, watch this, where the old challenges isn't the new challenge. But there is a challenge for them. you got to read chapter seven, uh, 16. So maybe you can read chapter 16 um, later today in your own time where you're reading the word and kind of going through this stuff. They did face another challenge in 16, but it wasn't the old challenge. But why did they face that? Like we said, just because you're on the right path don't mean you won't face new challenges. And so there was a new challenge for them, and it was waiting once he moved them from one place to the next. That water wasn't the issue now. Now it was something else. Uh, and we see how God moved in that situation too. Uh, and, so, and so let's go over our points real quick before we close out. Point number one was, was we got to say to ourselves, listen, but now it is time to move ahead. We have no problem with moving ahead from the things that we see 
as bad things, but Moses had to move them from the Red Sea where they just witnessed and experienced a miracle. That yes, this happened and yes, it was great, but now it is time to move ahead. There still is a moving ahead, even from the things that were miraculous and the things that were good. Not forgetting them, just moving, moving ahead from them. The point number two was just because you're on the right path doesn't mean you won't face obstacles, challenges, needs, and hard times. Amen. Point number three, God is more than able to provide for those needs, challenges, and hard times on the path that he's taking you. Uh, point number four, right now it's temporary. And so I will not even get bent out of shape about things that ain't going to last forever. It's temporary. Point number five, just because this place was a place of bitterness for some, and just because y'all decided to name this place a place of bitterness, doesn't mean I'm going to name it a place of bitterness. I choose to name this as a, as a place of miracles. I choose to name this as the place where God provided, despite, despite not having anything. I choose to name this the place where God made a way out of nowhere, where he made a crooked way straight. I choose to name this where he made, a, made bitter water sweet. Uh, I'm naming, I, I choose to name this the place of the tree, where he threw the tree in the water. And so we call it the place of the tree because God told us to throw this thing in it, and it made the water uh, uh, sweet for us to drink, fit to drink. And so rename that place. Uh, uh, so just because it was named bitter by some people doesn't mean it's got to be named bitter by you. Because we, we, again, with our, with our lesson on speech therapy, I'm not going to name this place bitter because I know the power that my words say. And I only speak from faith. I only speak from the word. And I speak from my place of authority. Uh, one day when we do this lesson, I want to show you guys this tree that's outside of our house, a little banana tree plant that was looking so pitiful. And literally, we were doing this lesson on, on speech therapy, and God told me to speak to the plant. And I spoke to that plant, I'm telling you, within a week and a half, that plant, like every leaf on it was dead, and it was falling off. It just looked, it looked pitiful, but we didn't move it. I, I literally spoke to the plant. I didn't pray over it. I spoke to it and told it to grow. And that thing got three new little leaves coming out of everywhere now. So um, uh, but we understand the power of that, of, of, of what we say. And so I'm not going to call this place a place of bitterness. Right, that was point five. Point number six, we need to commit to hearing and obeying before we hear anything. Okay? That, 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 that I'm going down this path and I'm following God. And, and in some cases, it feels like I'm doing it blindly, like we saw in Isaiah, right? But I trust him. But that means I got to make up in my mind that I'm going to keep myself in a position to hear from him, not, not yeah, from not other people, not other, but I'm going to keep myself in a position to hear directly from him. And when I hear from him, I'm going to listen and do it because I'm not trying to stay in this place here. Listen, I'm not trying, I, I, I take it from here, take it from here to go here. I'm not trying to stay in this in, in between this place. I'm trying to move through this in between place to get to where God wants me to get to. Amen. Amen.